Turn with me to Psalms chapter 55. Psalms chapter 55. I studied this passage of Scripture this week. Lord, give me a new insight on this passage of Scripture. Bless me with it. Psalms chapter 55. We'll start a reading there in verse 22, and then we'll come back from verse 1 and do some reading there. Psalms chapter 55. Verse 22. Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you for this day that you've given us, that we can gather in your house. I thank you today for America, that we have the freedom to do this, to come before you. But Lord, what a privilege today to be able to come to the creator of everything that we've seen, touched, and smelt today. You are God. And Lord, I wouldn't be so boastful or prideful to think that I could come to you on who I am. So I'm thankful today for Jesus that affords me this very opportunity. Lord, I'm thankful today for your word. I thank you today that you love me. I'm thankful that you loved me before I loved you, that you sought me before I was seeking you. What a God you are. I pray that you'll be worshipped today. I pray that you'll be pleased with Calvary Baptist Church as we come before you, as we throw ourselves before the throne, that we would humble ourselves before you, that you would move in our hearts, you would move in our our lives, that you'd move in our mind, that we would put all the thoughts of tomorrow away, and that we'd focus on you and worship you in a way that you deserve. So Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that Satan be barred from this place, that you put a hedge of protection around us that you can only give. I pray that you hide me behind the cross and you use me this morning as only you can. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I ask it. Amen. Amen. Man, this passage of Scripture, that's a simple passage of Scripture, isn't it? Cast thy burdens upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee and... Uh, He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. That's a simple passage of Scripture. But what a great and wonderful promise that is given to us here in this verse. God is saying He wants all of my cares. He wants all of my concerns, both temporal and eternal. You know, God has put something in mankind that man desires to worship something. Man knows that there's something bigger than ourselves. And we can see throughout the Word of God, even as uh, the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, out of bondage, that they needed a mediator. Man, they're just scared to go ahead and confront Jehovah. They were scared just to, uh, to meet God at God. So they wanted that mediator. And I believe within all of mankind today, as we see all the heathen religions across the world, man desires to worship something. And as a matter of fact, man will. You can say, well, there's some people that don't believe in God. They're atheists. Well, I'm going to tell you, they're worshiping something. It's instilled within man because the creator of man, God has instilled that in all mankind. And God is saying in this passage, He wants to take all of my cares, all of my concerns, and today this world is seeking out and wondering. Many are wondering even this morning, what will happen to me when I leave here? What's going to take place when I, uh, I take that last breath? What's going to happen to me when I'm gone? Praise God, He's addressed it. 
He's taking care of those concerns of mankind. What will the afterlife be like? The eternal concerns God has taken care of. John chapter 14 tells us that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. You see, God in, uh, con- in the concerns of the eternal has taken care of all of my fears, all of my concerns. You know how He done it? In eternity past, His divine perfect plan was set in place that He knew that mankind would sin, that mankind would fall, and the wages of sin is death, for none of us can stand before a holy God with sin. It's impossible. So what would God do? How would man ever be able to come into the presence of an almighty holy God? And he said, well, I tell you what, I'm going to send a little Jewish girl and I'm going to have conceived in her of the Holy Spirit, the Son of God is who I'm going to put there. God incarnate. I will become flesh and I will come to mankind. I will tell them and represent to them a physical God. They can see me through Jesus. But still there's the sin issue. How will we be able to do this? How are we going to be able to get to the Father? How will the concerns of this eternity take place? How can I be resolved of all the concerns of that? He said, well, I'm going to send my only begotten Son. He's going to live a sinless life. He's going to be obedient to me. And through my grace, He will go to a cross on Golgotha. He will die for all the sins of mankind. They will be placed upon Him. He will die for them sins to redeem that which is lost. And on the third day, Jesus Christ come out of that grave victorious. And today, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And eternity concerns are gone. I know where I'm going. He addressed that in this passage. But also he's talking about the temporal, the things of today. And if God is so powerful as he is, and if God can take care of Gary Carter's eternity, surely he can take care of my tomorrow. Amen? Surely he can tend to those worries. Surely he can tend to those concerns. One of the most wonderful statements ever spoken. Right here. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord. The Scripture's telling me anything that's a burden to me, anything that worries me, anything that causes me to be concerned, that my Lord is telling me right here, just give it to Him. He wants it. That's exactly what He's saying. More than likely, you've not ever heard anyone tell you that. You give me all of your heartaches, you give me all of your concerns, you give me all of your sorrows, you give me all of your failures, cast them upon me, I'll bear them for you. It's going to be hard-pressed to find somebody to take it for you. So I want us to consider this great verse from these perspectives this morning. First is, is the reality of burdens. Now many people, churches and preachers these days, preach nothing but prosperity. That all's going to be good. You're going to wake up tomorrow and just everything's going to be hunky-dory. That you're going to have it just made. I mean, you just believe in God and He's going to love you and that is a fact. But hardships will come and it's not God's choice of those hardships coming. It's because sin has entered into this world. And that's not truly the way that it is. There will be heartaches and sorrows and troubles and uh, trials. Now this passage is written while David is in the midst of a great conflict of betrayal. 
Though you may not be able to identify with some of the specific details of this burden that David's under, you and I can certainly feel what he's talking about, the fact that life can deal some pretty hard blows to us. And I want you to think of some of your heartaches as we read. Turn back there with me to verse 1, chapter 55. Listen to what David's going through. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Because of the voice of the, in, uh, the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore, pained within me. The terrors of death fall upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. For then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like everything is stacked against you? No matter which way you turn, troubles on every corner, there's nothing you can do about it. You're just going to fail. Have you ever felt like that? Someone once said, everyone either is in a storm, just come out of one, or headed into one. And that's just the way life is, isn't it? You know the old saying goes, it's always something. You ever heard that? It's just always something. And it is a reality. That this world, uh, as it is, it's marred and scarred by the effects of sin. And it testifies, Job testifies to this in the 14th chapter. He said, man is born of woman, is of few days, and tr- full of trouble. Turmoil. So the truth of the matter isn't that everything is just a bed of roses. And if you think that it is, you're setting yourself up for a great heartbreak. But I'm thankful for the fact today that the Bible is realistic. Nothing is sugar-coated and uh, that the Christian faith um, is not make-believe. Christianity isn't a fairy tale land that denies anything negative nor unpleasant. But what Christianity is, is faith to face reality head on. And the reality is that life is full of burdens and problems and heartaches and trouble because the Word of God has many stories of burdens and hard times that have been upon God's people. And the reason for this is that God desires for you and I to be prepared for those times. 2 Corinthians for the world, uh, for we would not, brethren, have you be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure about strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Then again, for when we come unto Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side without, 
were fightings and within were fears. One thing that attracts me to the psalmist is that David didn't try to pretend that everything's just going to be okay. That every day was just going to be great. The fact was that he was hurting here, but he faced life as it was. Today in America, we have a great uh, problem of being able to face what's in front of us just for the way it is. We start to try to make excuses of why we're in that shape, who put us in that shape, and never take full responsibility for what's going on in our life when all we need to do is say, you know what, this is sitting in front of me, whether it's my fault, not my fault, their fault, whoever's fault, but I'm going to face it in the reality that I'm going to give it to my God and He'll get glory through it. Everything else doesn't really matter. You see, David... Faced it that way. You see, he faced it uh, as it was, not as he wished it could be. You see, God is still in control of my problems. God oversees the affairs of all His children and nothing goes through the scene of God's perfect love and wisdom. You see, God is reality. Life is full of burdens, but praise God, He's in control. So when burden comes, when care presses in on us, when our lives and our hearts are threatened by overwhelming storms, and all that comes with them, then how are we to react? How do we react in this situation? How are we to get through this situation? Look there back with me in verse 22 again. Here's the answer for the response of us that know Christ. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. Surely it's got to be harder than that. Surely there should be some side notes to this that uh, send me to certain pages somewhere else where I have to read a a 50-page book on this. Surely it's just not that simple. Just cast my burden upon the Lord. That's the answer. The very first word, cast. This word shows us something of the way that we're to send these burdens to the Lord. The word cast here is, uh, means to throw, hurl, or fling. Who in here is scared of spiders? I'm not. Walls? If a spider or walls landed on you right now, what would you do? Just sit there and look at him? What would you do? You'd, you'd get him off of you as quick as you could, wouldn't you? you see, that's what this word means. Here's where the problem lies. When we face burdens, when something comes up in our lives, we sit and start dwelling over it. Instead of when that burden comes upon us, we're to fling it from us and cast it on the Lord. We don't sit and dwell about the problem or the conflict or the trouble that is on us. We're to fling that off of us, give it to an Almighty God that made us not victims any longer, but victors, and make Him take that because He wants it. Just give it to Him. That's what He desires of us. Fling it, hurl it, throw it. Now this is God's idea. I'm not just pulling this out of somewhere that's not written in the Word of God. I'm not just telling that God wants all of our burdens. No, this is God's idea. And we do this at His invitation. He actually wants for me to give Him all of my troubles. That's what He's saying. 
He wants my burdens. He wants the things that bother me. He wants all of my concern. God wants to bear my load for me. What a God. Now this isn't some half-hearted idea of His though. God isn't saying, well, if no one else will do it, I guess I'll do it. That's not what God said. He's not saying, well, if you can look around for a while and you can't find anybody else to do it, give them to me and I'll take them see what I can do with them. That's not what He's saying here. No, this is a demand of God. He's saying, you take that concern, you take that burden, you take that worry, and as soon as it comes down upon you, give it to me. I want it right then. That's what He's saying. I just want it right then. Cast them upon me. Why would God want that? Doesn't make any sense to me. Why would God desire that of me? First Peter says, Cast all your cares upon Him. Here it is. For He careth for you. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Why for the life of me would I walk around with my head hung down with a concern that I have when I can't see how it's, I'm ever going to get out of it? Why for the life of me would I ever be burdened down with something and I take all of that burden upon myself and say, well, I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm just sick to my stomach. I'm so worried about this. Why? When I have a God that has commanded of me, cast them all on me because I care about you. How wonderful is that? Not only that, when you or I cast our burdens, cares, no matter how big or how small, do you know when we do this, we're giving Him the praise and the glory for it? You say, how's that? Not only is this a command, but also when you cast your burdens on the Lord, it's a confession to Him of how helpless we are and how strong and great God He is. It's worship. Jesus said in chapter 15, the book of John, without me you can do nothing. Nothing. You ever heard that saying when life uh, hands you a lemon, make lemonade? That's pretty stupid though. It's really a stupid saying. When life hands you a lemon, make lemonade. It's catchy. but there's still a problem with it. You and I don't have the recipe or the resources to do any of it. But my God does. And He's promised His presence will, be, uh, will sweeten any of the situations I face in life, providing that I will uh, humbly cast my burdens on Him and allow Him to be my burden bearer. That's all He desires, isn't it? But also I see um, things is that uh, revelation of blessing. Look what it says there. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, he shall sustain thee. Now it doesn't matter your problem. It doesn't matter how big the burden may be. God has an answer for it. How often in our lives do we think or live our life as we think that we know what's better for us than God does? 
And we know what's better for us than God does. The problem is this in situations, and I can tell this because of personal experience. In burdens and troubles and uh, trials, I've come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just going to have to give it all to you, but this is the way I want you to handle it. No, I missed it. Lord, I'm going to give you all of these things. I'm going to just turn them over to you, and then I'm going to lay there and dwell on them for an hour and a half. See, that's not what he's talking about. So often we feel that we have the better answer, although we want the Lord to make us feel good, but we want it carried out the way that we want it to be. The word sustain means to support, to nourish. So this is telling us that God will make us stronger by lifting us up. He's going to sustain me during this time. God's not only going to give us all that I need to survive, but to spiritually strive. Do you know that in these hardships that we're having, we should spiritually thrive in them? We should be spiritually strong in these situations. Our desire should be in these situations that we would never walk into a room or get into the presence of anyone else and have our face look like we've just had a horrible experience. No, He wants us to spiritually thrive in them that we uh, put a smile on our face because we know however it may look today that a victory's coming because I've given it to my Lord and He cannot lose. Then he says, he shall never suffer, suffer the righteous to be moved. What is meant by this? Is that as long as I depend upon God, he will never permit us to be shaken apart or fall apart in that situation. Charles Spurgeon said, a person may move like limbs on a tree in a mighty tempest, but he shall never be moved like a tree torn up by the roots. He stands firm who stands in God. I cannot possibly list all the potential kinds of burdens that you and I may face in this sin-scarred world even by this afternoon. But the point is that whatever the burden, however the issue that sorrows you, breaks your heart, anything and everything falls under the invitation and the promise of this beautiful passage of Scripture of our Lord says just give it to me and I'll take it. I want it. I desire it. One of the greatest hymn writers of all time is Fanny Crosby wrote a hymn named He Hideth My Soul. Second verse says, What a wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. He taketh my burden away. He holdeth me up and I shall not be moved. And He giveth me strength as by day. Whatever is going on in your life right now, run to Jesus with it. Whatever's going on, whatever heartache or whatever situation that you may be facing right now, just rely and trust in Him, allowing God to carry us into His mighty arms. Not only carry our burdens, but I'm going to tell you, God's people, we need to say, Lord, I uh, desire that You carry me during this time. 
I don't want to walk beside you. I don't want to walk behind you. I want you to take me in your loving arms, take my burdens, guide my life that you'll be honored and gloried in all that I do. Take me, Lord. Take me. So whatever you're facing, you rest assured that our mighty God desires to be your burden bearer. He's willing and eager to do it. You know how I know this? For He promised me that He wants it. 